Have you known someone who seems to have lost full control of their life? It could be drastic, like the story we're about to hear, or maybe it's subtle. Ironically, this often seems to happen when people are trying to gain control of their life. <laughs> Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. The content in today's episode is a great one, not just for adults, but for kids too. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing to you the story of a woman who once had it all together before it all fell apart. Even when her life was in shambles, she was still too proud to see it. We'll be looking at this and more on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later, we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize you're really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The classic true story of a woman we'll call June. Mind if I sit? There's not a seat in the back. Oh, that's okay. I can keep looking. <sighs> it's fine. You can sit. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting it off in Chicago. Gonna see my aunt. You gotta be kidding me. What? I'm not one for small talk. Or even being on this stupid bus. Okay, I mean, no one's forcing you. <sighs> this should help. Dear, I start every morning washing down an aspirin with some kind of spirit. You're, you're nothing like I... I mean, I, I wouldn't have pegged you for a... a Boozer? Well, I mean, you're sitting here with your hair and makeup all done perfectly and, and your nice clothes and all, and I, I just thought... That I was classy? Well, I am classy. In fact... I may be the fanciest alcoholic you've ever seen. When Pacific Garden Mission opened its women's and children's division, no one really had in mind that it would provide a shelter for a woman like June. And women like June don't ever believe they'll find themselves in such desperate circumstances. After all, she came from a respectable family, married well, and had the best of everything or at least used to. At the time, I thanked God I had my shiny flask of euphoria in my trench coat pocket, or I wouldn't have survived the stench of humanity on that rickety bus. Only, I should have been considering what I was going to do upon reaching my destination. It would have spared me some awkward moments. Excuse me, ma'am. Hmm? Ma'am. Hello? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, what? Oh. Uh, hello, officer. It's getting late and you've been sitting here all afternoon. I have? You have. Is there someone I can call for you? Uh, no. Should I get you a cab? No. There are plenty of hotels in the area. I could make arrangements. No, I, I, I don't believe that would work. Why not? I'm afraid I can't afford it. Oh. Uh, was someone to meet you? No, uh, I came on my own. 
I suppose I should have made arrangements for what to do once I actually got here. That would have been wise. All right. You can't stay on this bench all night. I really will be no bother. No, ma'am. It's not safe and it'll get too cold. Well, what will I do? There's Pacific Garden Mission down the street. What do you mean, mission? A rescue mission. For people who need help getting back on their feet or have nowhere else to go or are in need of shelter. <sighs> That's not exactly me. Well, it seems to me, ma'am, it is. Oh, <laughs> Just stay there for the night, see what your options are in the morning. In my stuffy state, I couldn't believe I was being directed to a homeless shelter. For crying out loud, my family always had money. I had a college education and had married quite well at one point. The problem was that one point was in the past, and things were not going to stay the way they were. I was waiting for my last paycheck, and then I'd be fine. But until then, I was in some desperate circumstances, and if I had to stay there for one night... Surely I could. Welcome to the mission. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I was told at the uh, bus depot that you'd have accommodations for ladies. Yes, we do. Well, I am temporarily out of funds and in need of a room for the night. I see. You understand, of course, that as soon as I receive my money, I'll be able to reimburse you for the accommodations. There's no charge for staying here. Uh, well, I hope you don't think I'm an object of charity. Charity is another word for love. We're all objects of charity. Love? <laughs> In any case, I prefer not to be considered a client of a charitable institution. I'm afraid client isn't a word we use around here. Oh? Well, then... What do you call those who receive your services? People. Just people. <laughs> Come on, I'll show you where you'll sleep, but let's hurry, because dinner's in five minutes. Oh, uh, that's another thing. I'd like to sign for my meals. Definitely not. You don't pay for things here. This is a rescue mission. No one's signing for... Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I hope you do understand that I am not the sort of person you're probably accustomed to receiving in a place like this. Of course, ma'am. Now let's get started. So how is it? Actually, not bad. Good. Let me hold it. Hold on. Give it back. Where are all these kids coming from? Upstairs. They're staying at the mission? Mm-hmm. All the moms with their children on the same floor. I see. Helps contain the confusion. Oh, yes. Kids can be very trying at times. Do you have kids? A son. And he was quite a handful, all by himself. Where is he now? Oh, he's grown and married. Even made me a grandmother. You must be proud. I am. Well, I just wish he were of me. Uh, so... What's on the entertainment schedule for the inmates tonight? Well, for our guests, we have an evening gospel meeting that will start soon. Oh, I think I'll pass on that. Sorry. That's one of the few rules of staying here. What? Guests will attend the services. You're not serious. I am. Uh, well, that may be all right for, you know, 
some of the people who come in here. But it certainly doesn't apply to me. As a guest, it certainly does. I'll have you know, I was an active member of my church for a number of years. Good. I mean it. Even sang in the choir. I don't need your gospel service. Then let's just say our gospel service needs you. What gives you the right to interfere with my freedom of religion? You're free to believe whatever you like. We just ask you hear what God's word has to say. Fine. But I'm not promising to like it. Surprisingly, the service wasn't half bad. In fact, I rather enjoyed the music. Yet I saw the whole thing as, well, more for those poor, weak, lost souls that needed a crutch. A crutch like Jesus. But I came to recognize Jesus has his own way of opening up our eyes. And he was starting to mine. I used to be married. Where is he now? Dead. Oh, I'm sorry. No need. He passed away five years ago. But we'd been divorced for 15 by then. What happened? In-law issues. That bad, huh? Yep. So I divorced him. I wanted to make it very clear I was not going to be pushed around by him or his family. Did it work? Only after I took freedom into my own hands. Let me tell you how bad it was. I'm not saying it was a bad idea. Well, what are you saying, then? My mother knows this town and the people in it. So she gets to dictate what your wife does? If she says it's better not to be involved socially with certain people, then take her advice. Why? Because she knows. I'm qualified to choose my own friends. Well, you're also selecting my acquaintances. You realize that, right? And you're saying I'm choosing the wrong people? Apparently. How dare you? Look, I'm an attorney. I have an image to look out for. I can't just get involved with whatever crowd I want. I need another drink. No, you really don't. Let go of the bottle. You're drinking too much. Says who? Your mother? Th then let me pour it. Fine. Shut up and pour. More, please. This is not a medicinal dose I'm asking for. June, nothing is more disgusting than... Than a woman who's had too much to drink? Don't give me that lecture again. Just pour. Grant's family, his mother in particular, tried to run things, never ceasing. My mother-in-law was certain her son had married beneath his station and never let anyone forget it, especially me. I despised her, and getting even felt like I had control in my life. Only as the years passed, I couldn't see that my rebellious attitude was causing my life to spin out of the control I desperately wanted. <laughs> if my dear mother-in-law could see me now. All right, all right. Hello? Why didn't you pick 
Jacob from school. Must have lost track of time. He walked all the way here. Do, do you know how far it is? Not that far. Over five miles. Jake's a senior for crying out loud. He's not a baby. It's freezing outside. It's not even double digits out there. He is still shivering. He won't catch his death of... I want to know what you're doing right now. I'm minding my own business. And you should, too. You're drunk. I knew it. Oh, who told you? Your dear old mum? <laughs> well, maybe you should call her to come over and screw the lid back on the gin. This is nothing to do with my mom. You know what, dear? I'll just call that woman myself and we can have a little heart to heart. And while I'm at it, I'll tell her where she can go. Folks, we'll get back to June's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or... Visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. And then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now back to the classic true story of June. I had no intention of calling Grant's mother until that moment. That moment where I'd had enough liquid courage and past resentments to fuel my blistering rant. I told myself she had it coming. But now, looking back, I see it revealed more of who I was as a person than her. And it sure didn't earn me any points with Grant. June! June, come in here! I don't answer to bellowing. Fine. I'll come to you. You've really crossed the line this time. Oh, really? I mean it. It's completely unacceptable treating my mother that way. Says the man who allows his mother to treat his wife any which way she pleases. She just wants what's best for... She wants as much control as she can get. And you want to give it to her. That is not true. You just won't admit it. Look... I need you two to get along. You don't have to be friends. You don't have to like her. Just stop the fighting. You give that woman an inch and she'll take a yard. I mean it, Grant. If she's the leading woman in your life, then there's no room for me. What are you saying? That I'll divorce you. And then you can let your mama run your life for you. June! It's a fine idea. And that's when you filed? Yeah. 
which I know his mother was thrilled about. Her happiness about the divorce was the only thing that took the edge off my satisfaction. And with Jake graduating, there was little reason to stay. Plus, I was making it clear that I would not be dominated. And did that make you happy? For about a day. Till I realized I had tossed overboard a pretty good husband. So you regretted it? Of course. Five minutes after I walked out of the courtroom. But I wasn't going to admit I made a mistake. Not a chance. Not even two years later when I got the news. Hello? Hey, it's Claire. Did you hear? What's that? Grant's engaged! No. Yep, mm-hmm. I just chatted with him last week. He didn't say anything. <laughs> it's probably not a subject he's going to discuss with you. Just because we divorced doesn't mean we're not close anymore. That's usually exactly what that means. It's not like that for us. We've always been friends, and we'll always be. Uh, I imagine that's going to change now. Who is she? <laughs> She's from out east. Oh. Yeah, seems her family is great friends with Grant's mother. <laughs> Figures. Well, now Miss East Coast will get a taste of what it's like to be controlled by a battle-axe mother-in-law. June, June, are you okay? I mean... I know you still have feelings for him. It just makes me wonder why I stayed around this miserable little town for so long. Well, now, don't do anything rash. You mean like packing my suitcase? June, June, I mean it. What are you doing? Getting a fresh start. Sounds like it really shook you up. You bet it did. The worst part? was knowing I'd done it all to myself. So you left town then? <sighs> I drove for two days and nights, having no idea where I was going, or more likely not caring. I reached a big town with an active nightlife, so I checked into a motel and decided to look things over. Anyone sitting here, pretty lady? Make yourself at home. I'm June. Rocco, uh, you from around or just passing through? Just passing through. Destination? Undecided. Sorry, don't mean to pry. Uh, you're not prying. Uh, buy you a drink? Ladies aren't supposed to allow themselves to be picked up by strangers. <laughs> Who's a stranger? I own this place. I was enjoying myself and my stay got extended. Before I knew it, I had been there four weeks and my funds were running low. I knew I had to move on, but it was hard saying goodbye. I don't understand. You like it here, don't you? I love it. I've really enjoyed being here. But I need to find a job. You were telling me the other night you went to business school years ago. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about bookkeeping? Could use a bookkeeper. <laughs> I'm not a charity case, Rocco. Who said anything about charity? I need someone, and you can do the job. A smart woman like you can use her head and keep her mouth shut. My temporary gig turned into a job that lasted nine years. During that time, my drinking got the better of me, 
I started drinking a little earlier and a little more, and pretty soon it was an all-day ordeal. But the out-of-control drinking wasn't what cost me my job. Hello. Oh, morning. June? What are you doing here? I'm here every weekday, Rocco. Thanks for noticing. I can't believe it. You don't remember last night? What about it? You were lit. And decided to tell our customers how we move money around to cover our debts and make bets and a few other bookkeeping secrets. Rocco, I would not have done... Listen, Blondie, you don't remember, but I walked you to your car last night and told you not to come in today. Or any day. Rocco, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean... It don't matter. You did it, and you're done. I couldn't believe what I'd done. Or that I didn't have any recollection of it. Rocco made it very clear how upset others were going to be with me as well, and that leaving town was my only option if I wanted to remain in good health. Oh my, what did you do? Luckily, I'd been corresponding with my son. Jake had married recently, but I avoided going back east for the wedding in fear of running into my ex and his wife. But Jake immediately sent me a plane ticket and said he and his wife would meet me at the airport. Why are you so nervous? I hope you like my mother. Why wouldn't I? She's... she's very... outspoken, for starters. Of course, I haven't seen her in years and years. I mean, maybe she's changed. You know, Jake, you never did tell me why your parents divorced. Mm, depends on who's telling the story. Dad says she resented his mother. Grandma says Mom was a drunk. And I've not heard Mom's side of the story. Well, oh, the flight's unloading. Oh, here come the passengers up the ramp. Yeah, I'm sure I'll recognize Mom, but she said she'd be wearing a Gerber daisy. Oh, well, then she ought to be easy to... Oh, oh, no. Oh, look at that woman staggering. Well, she must be sick. <gasps> Ma'am, are you all right? You gotta be kidding me. That's my mother. Whoops! <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Sorry. Hey, Mom, uh, over here. Jake? Is that you? Hey, Mom. Honey, I I think she's Oh is this my little boy? And his beautiful bride, huh? Mom, uh, this is Lee. Oh, bless you, my... my children. Oh, June, that must have been so... horrifying. Yes. I was so drunk, my son didn't have the heart to take me to his house. Instead, he put me up at a hotel. <sighs> I'm so sorry. The following day, when I sobered up, I was so ashamed of myself. I quietly left town without any goodbyes and never went back. I kept moving from one place to another and from one job to the next. Each time, they lasted a little shorter than the one before and paid a little less. I used up the last of my money on the bus trip to Chicago. And on enough drink to get me here. So, 
Here I am. Looking for what? Peace of mind? I don't know. Maybe I'm just running away from myself. Or from God. You mean like the men here who gave their testimonies about running away? You could have things in common. Maybe, in that we never succeeded in doing it. Yet they've stopped running. Why? Well, to hear them tell it, they've been changed inside in their hearts as a result of having received Christ. Is that what they said? That's right. <sighs> it's just so many words. What does that even mean, to receive Christ? To recognize that you're a sinner and need to be reconciled with God and to receive his forgiveness, to stop trying to be God in your own life and to let God be God, to just ask the Lord to come in and take over and remake you to suit his ideas instead of your own and to use you in the career he has for you instead of the way you think you want to go, to put all your faith in Christ and none in yourself. Yeah. But, you know the sort of person I am. I'd never be able to give up control like that, much less live like a Christian. That's right, but the Lord living within you will change all that. First things first, believe and receive. Then you'll have help in living that life. Don't try to earn it, you can't. Jesus paid it all. Even this is free then? <laughs> You don't leave a girl much of a chance to assert her own importance, do you? Not much. But you are important, you know. If God gave his son for your redemption, you must be important. God's word says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, would have everlasting life. <sighs> wow. That's enough to make you stop running away. The woman we're calling June reached the end of her effort to escape from self and from God in the quiet chapel of the rescue mission. Though a grandmother, she has begun a new life, eternal life. She can face each day soberly and confidently, knowing that though problems will continue to appear, she'll never have to meet them alone. Now, listening friend, if you've known the futility of running away, as most of us have, whether we use miles in our effort to escape or merely hide where we are, the Lord who gave new life to this woman, June, can do the same for you. If you need help making this crucial decision, please reach out to us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264.
We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. And it's John 1.29, which proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That's wonderful, isn't it? Well, this plaque is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch. Sawn? Is that a word? Well, it is now. Or log, and cut into such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. And the bark around this one, well, it's gorgeous. This plaque has been handcrafted around the, the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. Now, if you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. Unfortunately, we're only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org. And give us your name, phone number, and email. Your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced June 27th. But the deadline for entry is June 11th. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... Here comes the chopper. If not for the choppers coming and going, you could almost forget you're in a war zone. I love it here. No TV, no supermarket, no cars. I prefer civilization, Gary. Not me. Few men go off to war and find peace. But Gary Bykirk found peace in a remote village in Vietnam. You always wash your hands before touching a wound. Oh, yeah, wash your hands. Hands. Okay. hands have germs. You can't see them, but they infect wounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Good. Now then, let's go over lab procedures. Until the enemy attacked. They're zeroed in on us. Incoming! Oh! Let me see your wound. Hold still. Already wounded, he continued to treat others. Where's the man I was treating? Oh, I can't move my legs, Dale. Help me find the yard I was treating. Don't miss the exciting first part of his story. The true testimony of Gary Bykirk, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of the June classic were Jane Hahnemann, Alana Arenas, Lisa Keefe, Tom Geich, and Michael Walner. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Michael Walner. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Jack O'Dell and Kylie Hammond. Well, that's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>